If you're looking for a down-to-earth show about mental health, psychology, empowerment, and self-improvement with someone who's not only relatable, but super experienced and super educated, then you're in the right place. Qualified. Qualified. This is the Skelton Report, and this is your host, Mark Nathaniel Skelton. Welcome to the Skelton Report, a podcast for the people Today. Welcome. welcome welcome all right all right we're getting the crash we got we got the wifey on we're gonna be co-hosting talking about some topics say what's up today what's up everybody what's good what's good what's good um let's send some love send some love to those if you're joining us for the first time yes hello and come in have come a seat in, have a seat in the front not in the back in right the, in the front Come to the front. Come to the front, and uh, you know, um, how, what do I say typically? Hey, you, you are, are you're our honored guest. If honored guest. Honored guest. And uh, anybody returning, we know we love the love. We appreciate the love. We love the love. We appreciate the love and, and the support and all that. Yes, we do. Thank, um, you. thank you. Thank you. Last week was awesome. You know, shout out to Aaron. Great show. Great show. We talked about. Um, I think a very, I think it was needed. Seriously, like we're talking about absolutely cultural, cultural awareness, um, racial identity, and um, it was good to see two two different races, you know, showing some harmony. Have a good conversation, a healthy conversation. So if you missed that, go check healthy it out. Conversation. And um, we got some good shows coming up too because I'm going to be um, interviewing my old boss, uh, who I, I worked under her supervision with sexual offense treatment. Mm, mm-hmm. that's important important so i'm asking all the parents to tune in that anybody works with children because uh, we're gonna be talking about like sex offense what it looks like some of the signs what to do if it's going on god forbid and how to better prepare our children for that and i'm buying that up buying i repeat that in Ruby. the name of jesus i know that's right <laughs> i know that's right so yeah we're gonna have a good we're gonna have a good conversation much needed and then you know my mentor and this great guy also that i'm that's coming out of Chicago. He's in a clinical psychology program too. So good people, just good, good people, people all around, all around, you know, so we in here. Um, also from today's topic, mindfulness. All right. We're going to, we got an event, right? This is my first, we're venturing out. We've got an event, right? It's going to be in September. New, new things. Doing new things. It's going to be zoom and it's going to be for, and we're going to get into it. It's going to be, you know, mindfulness, you know, everybody's welcome, but I know there's a uh, fi- there's a disparity. That's the word they use, disparity, uh, with um, minorities and communities of faith in mindfulness. And you know, period with COVID going on, there's a lot of things going on. Right. So we're going to just have a little workshop, and we're going to do some mindfulness, and we're just asking you to join us. Uh, we'll put the Eventbrite link in in the description. So I just want to point out one way that we're being mindful. Um, mm. of things that are going on is by doing this through Eventbrite via Zoom. Oh, boom. <laughs> Man. Touche. That, you know, that's the, you know, make it more convenient for you. Right. Um, we're popping in. It's on Wednesdays, hump days. It's going to be called hump days. Mindfulness with Mark. It's free. Isn't it's free. it free? Costs Come nothing on. but your time. Um, so yeah, man, I think that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, look forward to that. Just got a certification in mindfulness teaching from uh, Chris Warfolk 
on uh, Udemy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, most of the information we're going to be talking about today comes from that teacher handbook and the like. Don't forget, you know, we still got our coping with depression. This is the one that we've created for minorities. That costs you nothing either. And just gives you a better idea of what depression is and what it looks like. They can grab that at Udemy, right? We can grab that at Udemy. So should we put that put that link in the description? Well, yes, it should have been there. <laughs> it's already there. So let's get into mindfulness. Um, I'm going to take a step back, though, because it's kind of connected. The reason why I'm kind of on this, you, I know you shared something with me, ASMR. I never knew it was called that. And, um, you know, I don't know if those out there listening are familiar with that is, but what, what is that? They like, when we talk about the ASMR piece, <laughs> you know, honestly, I really don't have a, an actual definition, a, a okay. literal definition for you. I just know that for me, okay. um, it comes in the form of pimple popping videos, <laughs> blackhead yeah. removal. I, it's just so relaxing for me, that version of it, but there is. So ASMR is more with sounds. Okay. Um, not so much visual, but tapping and you know zipping and popping. You know different sounds that. Okay. Cause a certain. They just do something for you. They just do something. <laughs> so I'm I'm learning. This is a whole world <laughs> in a community, and I actually. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. So I actually, you know how I am. I'm nerdy with it. So I, I'm starting to look at the science behind it. And uh, Come on. there is some science behind it. Like it, there's this tingling sensation, a phenomenon is the word they use in your scalp and by your neck. And it kind of gives you a calm and a sedative state. So Whew. if you, if, yeah, if you see any of that on the social media stuff, that's what that's about. It's like, I, wow. I know it's a way to take a break and get a little mental health. You know, and everybody needs that. Everybody needs a little break to a little breaky break. Yeah, get those tingling feelings. Get the, get some <laughs> spider senses going. So, <laughs> so you know that kind of connects. Basically, I'm saying that to say there's so many ways to experience mindfulness. That's just one of them. Because mm-hmm. you know, simply this is from Psych Central. Simply yawning is a type of mindfulness because what it does is it puts you in the present and stretching right mm. when you do a good I tell you when you do a good nice long stretch you ah. just feel it all up and through here mm-hmm. all down your back see your that's neck. what i'm talking about you're noticing certain areas of your body that's impacted yes. by this and you're doing it in a non-judgmental way so I'm just telling you that mindfulness is something that um, I think we could learn more about. I know that to me, I don't know, I could be wrong, but to me, I get this idea that it's kind of shrouded in mystery. And I don't know if that's in minority communities. I don't know if that's people, period. What is your understanding of like mindfulness? That's the reason why we're kind of having this conversation. When I think about mindfulness, I think just about me. thinking before you act, you know? Okay. okay. Um when you're walking and being mindful is being aware of your surroundings, stopping and looking both ways before you cross the street, you know, okay. or even you could be walking and be like, Oh, that was a nice breeze. You know, you're noticing, or I don't know about you, 
but in the fall and windy seasons, mm. have you ever just seen like the leaves twisting around in the street? Man, that's it. And ha- you know how or they cracking just, like, against the street, all that. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, wow, look at you know, look at God. Awesome. I, I think right. that's that's mindfulness to me. Okay, that's cool. Um, because I think, so, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. I think sometimes it can get, you know, it's interchangeable with meditation. Um, sometimes it's associated with yoga, Buddhism, um, some other things that I think sometimes can either turn people on or off because, you know, mm-hmm. unawareness of it. So we're going to be talking about a little bit of the misconception. I'm but... interested in learning more about it. Okay. Yeah. So hey, I'm well, very. That's what yeah, we do. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So, you know, just like a basic point, um, it's just kind of fall on this little outline is that it can be anything, eating, you can be mindful when you're eating, you kind of put me on like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to sound like <laughs> smelling a cookie or something uh, before eating it, like, yes. I've never eaten that's actually mindfulness, like, I don't know, it just makes it taste, <laughs> makes it Man, taste better, it's something like you, you just, enjoy. It's like you're getting it in your system and you're getting right. ready Right, you're prepping for it. So eating, <laughs> enjoying it, uh, brushing your teeth, listening to things, getting dressed, um, driving. I even told you the other day, like ever since I got a kind of on this mindfulness kick, like the drive, because, you know, sometimes we're always on autopilot. Have you ever just yeah. got in the car and next thing you know, you're at your destination walking in, you forget to drive. There's so much we miss from the drive, the buckling, the seat belts. You know what I mean? Rolling down the windows, hearing the sounds outside, feeling your body against the seat. Like all this is what I'm talking about is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And it was really an enjoyable experience. So um, when you were in the car, when I was simply in the car. See, see. So. So, yeah, man, let's um, build the case. Let me build the case. Can I build the case? Okay. All right. Exhibit A. Basically. <laughs> Mindfulness has been shown, so we're talking about science now, right, to benefit with, de- with depression, um, anxiety, pain management, drug addiction, sleep, focus, and even sports. You know what I thought was interesting, um, that it may even be effective with overeating and substance use because it actually curves the impulsivity that people have and some of the emotional deregulation that's associated associated with those conditions wow right so i thought that was wow when i was like in this this little training this education i kind of learned that piece um alarms going off so basically (laughs) (laughs) dismiss so basically uh it's great for children too uh older older adults mental illness and i think once again particularly for people of color because um, there's some articles that talk about we suffer a lot from stress, uh, disparities, oppressions, discriminate, all that low cost. It, it has a low cost to it and there's low side effects to it. So it, or no cost, low, low cost, to no cost. <laughs> <laughs> it cost me nothing to drive in the car. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's talk about the myths. Can we talk about the myths? Okay. The myths. So basically, um, one of the myths are. You know, just jump in here wherever you hear something um, that's, that strikes you. Some may say mindfulness is supposed to be relaxing. But once again, from Chris Warfolk's 
Warflock's uh, uh, certification program tells us is is that um, it doesn't have to be relaxing at all. Did you know that? I Most- didn't know that. You know, I've really never heard anything bad about it. This is all learned. Like I'm, I was like, wow. Mm. There's there's myths about it. You know, there's negative negativity yeah. behind it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just like almost anything, but that's what we're here to kind of clear the air on that. Like basically what I'm learning too is that most people may not find mindfulness relaxing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not about reaching this state of nirvana, right? It's basically being present and just understanding that, um, you know, what's going on. Yeah. All right. So just know you don't have to stop because you feel like you're not relaxing. But I feel like with anything, as you continue to develop it, you'll, you'll get better at it. Mm. Um, another myth is... Is it like meditating? Yeah, like I said, it's, it's interchangeable with meditation from what I'm learning. But the, I think a, a difference may be... It's kind of like even when you think about prayer, that's more intentional, kind of has a spiritual connotation to it. Mindfulness mm-hmm. is something that doesn't necessarily have to have a spiritual component to it. And it's not about like, you know, and my man, meditation, mindfulness, there's so many different interpretations of it. Like one is about, you know, emptying your mind. Another one on meditation is about like, you know, focusing on a certain verse or mantra or affirmation or something. So it just depends on who you're asked and what culture is kind of like speaking to it. Mm. Yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah, I know it's a lot, right? Um, yeah. But basically, you know, that brings us to the next one, myth. A myth is mindfulness is, is a religious thing. I don't know if you, have mm-hmm. you ever heard that one or is that you kind of like, uh, no, no. Okay. So what I'm learning is although mindfulness has traditionally been tied into religion, the modern field of mindfulness is entirely secular. So we're talking about on the more on the medical realm. And when we're saying secular, not necessarily meaning a bad thing. It just means it's, it's unrelated to religion, religion or a specific mm-hmm. base, just like basketball is basically secular. I mean, it's not like based in religion, but it can be helpful for people. Right. Yeah. I mean, but, it's, it's helpful for the people who play the sport right. and, and, <laughs> And, you know, the relaxation of, of others, I don't know, but, you exercise, know. Exercise, exercise. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and another thing is mindfulness does, does um, people think mindfulness comes from Buddhism, uh, but the practice, once again, is secular. This is from the University of Southern, Southern California, and it doesn't rely on religion. Basically, it says mindfulness can be practiced along with any religion. All right. So, okay. you know, just, you know, FYI. Awareness. Awareness, awareness. Um, I cannot do mindfulness because I get distracted. Uh, That's another myth. So you brought up meditation. That kind of falls in this. Sometimes people don't meditate sometimes or do mindfulness because they feel like it's difficult to do to just sit there and you might feel like you're getting distracted so you don't feel like you're doing it right. And basically, distraction, being distracted is kind of part of the practice. You know, just that's what you mean. It's kind of part of the practice. So like, 
when you're what I'm learning is when you're sitting there and then a thought comes to you, you know, or you know, or if you're sitting you you're around kids or something and or a noise happens and you kind of it, it gets your attention, that's okay. Like just notice that and don't put don't think because it's all it. about it's all about being in the moment, right? So if exactly. that happens in the moment, then that's what happened in the moment and then continue to be in the moment. Wow. It's not a disturbance because um, it's all happening as in that moment. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> when we get, no, that's perfect because when we get into the definitions and the core concepts, attention and being present in the moment are like the major tenets. So let's actually, let's turn our direction that way now, basically. So basically what is mindfulness, uh, a definition in some of the concepts? Um, attention is a big, is a big one. Uh, just basically, so there's this guy named William James and he is one of the forefathers of the field of psychology. So we're talking old school, like 1900s time frame. but he defined attention as taking control of one possible train of thought and ignoring the others. So basically it's, mm. a, yeah, it's a mental spotlight. Basically. I like that phrase. And uh, we can shine in on one thing at a time. Okay. And so basically attention can be bottom up or top down. Have you ever heard those phrases? No. <laughs> okay. That's cool. So bottom up is basically like, um, your automatic responses. So if an explosion happens or, you know, you hear a bump at night, like you kind of just turn to it and you just automatically do it without thinking. Yes. That's bottom up. Top okay. down. Top down is more like, you know, have you ever got a, a new job or you got to go somewhere for the first time and you're looking for the street and you're like consciously like looking for something that's top down. You're kind of vulnerable. Uh, what do you mean by that? You're open. I don't know. You're kind of, you you said something about your top being down. Oh, no. See, they're talking about brain. This is like neuropsych type conversation. (laughs) Top down. That's cool. Like top down means you're like in the frontal cortex. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And you're conscious. Mm. Like you choose what you want to look at. Like for instance, digestion when you're digesting something that's automatic that's that's bottom up like yeah that's gonna happen regardless yeah you don't have to think about doing that Mm -hmm. but when you're doing a math problem or you're you know something like that or cooking maybe that's that's top down because you're like focused and you're controlling it so just know and the point that we're saying is attention has both of those like you can decide to think about your arms or your back or your chest or your breathing okay or you can kind of just tune into whatever's going on automatically within you okay okay i like that that. that, that. that's the attention piece so that's important the other one is just being present in the moment and you kind of been talking about that already yeah you know i enjoy i like i like doing that when do you when you find yourself doing that like um well, I'm not big on pictures, so my friend, she told me, you know, oh, take more pictures, you gotta, you know, send pictures, and and I'm, when I'm with the kids and having birthday parties and building gingerbread houses and 
you know, at the park. <laughs> I mean, I'm at the park. I'm building gingerbread mm-hmm. houses. I'm, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm in that moment. I like that. Or when I'm walking and it's the breeze and I just feel, I'm listening to my gospel music. It just feels good to just enjoy that. You got to enjoy things, you know? Yeah. So like it's to, to what you're talking about in this course, what I was learning is like depression is the result of being stuck in the past mm-hmm. and anxiety and worries it, that's being too stuck in the future and just worrying about what's going to happen. And then you miss out on being right here, right now. So, right. you know, the whole saying like the past is history, the future is a mystery. Today's a gift. That's why they call it the present. That's the all present. that comes to my mm-hmm. mind. So like even today, I, we've been practicing more. Remember we just stopped and we looked at Lazarus and was like, let's just enjoy seeing him. this guy play with, <laughs> what was it? Um, a wet wipe or something? That yes, he was rubbing his foot with the wife and looking at us. <laughs> See, and that's what it's saying. Evidence suggests that we are happier when we focus on the present. Yes, and this could be because it avoids the worries that creep in when we focus on the past or future. So that's a big tenet, like paying attention. You know, once again, you can consciously pay attention to things, or you can just another one is just being present in the moment. And uh, another course that I'm in tells us the best way to kind of get present is just like straight up tap into your body. Like your body's the only thing that can't be in the past or the pre- or the future. It's like right here, right now. So whenever you want to get right. grounded, just kind of notice how you're feeling on the inside. So I thought that's a good piece of advice. That's probably why dwelling on the past or worrying about the future takes such a strain on you mm-hmm. because your body you're I don't know that's just not something that you're you're capable of doing you're only able to be in the present so why are you worried about the past why are you worried about the future yeah I mean hey easier said than done easier said than done but um absolutely this is why we're talking about this because this happens a lot I mean when I was working with um a lot of clients back in Indianapolis like I mean, and even now the COVID thing, like how sometimes it's hard not to worry about what's going on around you, you know, what's going on. In the like you get worried. That's a part of, that is kind of part of being mindful though, Mark is worrying. I mean, not worrying, but it's on your mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, man, I'm so glad you brought that up because this, the third tenet is being non-judgmental. Things are on your mind. We When we experience a thought, that's what it says. We typically make a judgment about it. Mm. For example, we think something's good or something's bad. It's like always dualistic. It's true or it's false. It's important or it's unimportant. And these judgments they're saying are typically unhelpful. Um, They're not the facts. Um, They're beliefs. And basically our beliefs are what gives the strong impact, their emotional charge on what we're thinking. And so mindfulness teaches us to detach and basically look at your thoughts as like clouds passing by. I don't know. Really? Yeah. And I think it's cool. Instead of saying like, I'm angry, basically, you start thinking like, oh, I'm having thoughts of anger instead of just owning them instantly. And just, you know, being curious of why that is like, stop, you know, 
marrying and just being so quick to just own a thought that you're having basically that's right. what they're telling, trying to tell you to do be like this is not how i'm supposed to be thinking right now let me switch gears you know because you have control it's a it's a part of control also mm-hmm. well i mean yeah that too and then almost like just stop jumping. I, I think what I'm getting is just don't jump to the conclusion, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Just notice more so than, you know. Just be. Be, you know. <laughs> Are we getting the Bruce Lee on now, you know? So that's <laughs> <laughs> that's something, you know, those are the three major things. So if you're wondering about some of the techniques Okay, we kind of talked a little bit about like focusing your attention, noticing things that are going on. Another one is detaching. It's about uh, practicing non-judgmental things. And uh, we want to fully experience without making emotional judgments about our thoughts. That's kind of what they're talking about. Like whatever thought you're having, try not to just attach an emotion with it and run with it, basically. Mama Ruth. Mm. I got something from Mama Ruth. Okay. She said, all right. All right. She now, said, hey, let me preface this. All right. This is this is Pulaski, Tennessee, right here. All okay. Right. Wisdom. Wait a minute. South. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, put some respect on that. So go ahead. Respect. Man. Respect, respect on me. <laughs> I ain't gonna say family tree mom. right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. You can't stop Come on. a bird from flying over your head. Right. But you can stop him from making a nest. Come on. And that is powerful to me because it, it, it puts me in the mind of thoughts. Like, I can't stop the thought from coming. You know, mm. sometimes stuff just pop up on you. Just Right. But you can say, I'm not going to dwell on this. Hold up, hold it. Right. Hold okay. up. <laughs> hold up. I don't have to keep thinking about this. I can move around this. I can put this to the side. This is not true. This is a lie. You know, okay. whatever you need to tell yourself to eliminate that thought. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I love that piece of wisdom. Thank you. For sharing that shout out to mama roof love moms so that's basically that sums it up um yeah so stop dwelling on things just kind of let it float by you know and just right notice what does that mean you know or maybe i can look at it this way be your own devil's advocate at times or i'm hungry let me go eat because you know (laughs) (laughs) you found him now you you just hungry now (laughs) it's all good it's all good so so you know another technique all right um if if people are like kind of wondering oh this sounds like some oh abstract pie in the sky type stuff right no one one thing that you can do as well is breathing breathing is like it doesn't matter what like mindfulness person you're talking to or listening to they really tap in on on the breath And our breath is useful tool because it allows um, it is always there and involves sensations that can be observed. So steady breathing can also help balance our emotions. Yeah, they tell you to do that during labor. 
Mm, see? Boom. Mm-hmm. And you know what I thought I've always thought was interesting? It's just from the jump, Genesis, uh, when it says God formed man from dust to the ground and then breathed, breathed in like, nostrils, mm-hmm. the breath of life. So I always found that interesting how breath plays a huge role in emotional regulation. Like you said, birthing. Um, it can let you know if you're angry or if you're nervous or any of that. So just tap into your breathing uh, when it comes to mindfulness as well. Let's see. Meditation, they have that on here. That's another technique. Um, there's a lot of ways we can practice mindfulness, um, t- such as walking, exercising, eating, for example. However, one of the most popular ways to practice is the more traditional meditation. When we do uh, a formal practice, it's typically done while sitting. Some practice uh, can be relaxing, but most require us to be alert and awake, uh, basically on a chair or sitting, you can be standing, whatever. They don't encourage you to like the lay down because sometimes you can end up falling asleep. So <laughs> that won't be good for you. Unless you're trying hey, to go to sleep. Unless you're hey, trying. listen, okay. <laughs> you may need a nap. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I had to grab a nap. see see? so another one is body scan are you familiar with that have you heard that is that grounding uh not necessarily i mean maybe it could be once again nobody you know owns the intellectual property on this basically mindfulness is kind of a a collection of thought but it kind of has common denominators but when I say body scanning, this is when you literally like, it's a specific practice where you like systematically move your attention from the top of your body to the bottom, like focus on your, you know, what you're hearing, you know, or focus on your breath. And then you kind of focus on your neck area and then focus on your breathing and then put attention towards your stomach. You know, it's kind of like you go mm. through your whole body and just kind of scan the whole thing. Mm. And um, basically, it helps improve um, our control of our attention. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. And normally, <laughs> you want to do it? Yes. Do it right now. Well, yes. Okay. Come so on. basically, anybody listening, basically, this would be an example. Like, I'm gonna you know, I'm glad you said that because this guy on this thing said the best way to, this is a doing type of um concept mindfulness so yeah let's take a second um basically you'll we'll do we'll do something really quick okay just kind of like anybody listening just kind of relax wherever you may be of course if you know (laughs) if you're driving keep your eyes open please uh, please. (laughs) basically like you kind of just close your eyes and i used to do this when i did emdr with trauma um clients uh you would just kind of like you know notice your sounds any sounds around you just to, so put your focus on your ears and then kind of just notice whatever thought you're having don't wrestle with it and then kind of put your thought on your breathing And now just kind of notice wherever you're sitting, just notice your back kind of touching the chair. 
what that feels like. You know, just notice, just notice that and then kind of notice your clothes. Notice your clothes on your body, like how that feels. Just kind of tap into that. And uh, we're, we're doing an abbreviated one here and we're kind of, kind of just kind of scan down your legs, your kneecaps, your feet and notice your feet on the ground and how that feels. And then just kind of bring it back upwards and then bam, open your eyes, come back to us. I <laughs> hope I didn't lose you. You was over there, you was into it, weren't you? Hey, that was, hey, I was Doesn't it feel good? It feels know. good. I was, I was relaxed. I was ready to sleep. See? It was so it's relaxing. real. Like I said, it, it releases Trent, whatever, you know, like feel good, yeah. neurotransmitters, all that good stuff. So that's as simple as it is. Like people think you don't have to be like off in the Himalayas and sitting on the cliff. You ain't got to go off in the woods and do mindfulness, okay? Like, don't go off in the woods. Don't go off okay. in the woods. You just stay, you know, where you're at. So this kind of leads to, and we'll end up at on this point, is just the benefits for, I think, the African-American community. So there's this pretty cool article, and it's titled uh, The Cultural Relevance of Mindfulness Meditation as a Health Intervention for African-Americans Implications for Reducing Stress-Related Health Disparities uh, by Dr. Cheryl L. Woods. Excuse me. Um, Gibbscombe. And you know what's pretty cool about this? She's a, a doctor in psychology, I believe, and in nursing. So she's trained in both of those arenas. Mm. Um, she she knows what she's talking about. She knows what she's talking about. And um, <laughs> she worked along with, I believe, a Susan, Dr. Susan Gaylord. But basically, um, she believes, so uh, African-Americans, basically saying like African-Americans experience a disproportionate rate of stress-related health conditions compared to European-Americans. And they believe mm -hmm. mindfulness meditation has been shown to be effective for managing stress and various stress-related health conditions. Um, so basically this study explored the cultural relevance of mindfulness meditations for African-Americans. And what they found is that, you know, uh, basically, they interviewed a lot of African-Americans that have done mindfulness before and just kind of got their perspective on it. Mm -hmm. And they felt that um, they would recommend the African-Americans that did it, they would recommend it to other African-Americans and would be open to the practice. But they suggested this is what is interesting, that its presentation may need to be adapted Mm -hmm. what yeah so like basically um what do i so basically what do we mean by that um emphasizing well first of all you got to be culturally <laughs> sensitive <laughs> to um people and how you present things you know um emphasizing the health benefits first of all and and this is a big part of it connecting it to familiar spiritual ideologies and cultural practices right um because basically people are not cookie cutters like <clears throat> the asian culture has their set of um traditions and how they do things caucasians african-americans everybody kind of has their thing and it's not bad but i guess what the point uh, the important piece is you need to res respect what that is 
and kind of shape and tailor your treatment to that. Right. Even, you know, this goes deeper than just cultures, also genders, Um, certain um, therapeutic practices generally will work better for males that may not with females and vice versa. And then sometimes you got to use a different approach entirely with children, you know, that's so, being mindful being mindful exactly so yes <laughs> so basically um um basically there, we need more communication education on the topic and that's kind of why we're doing this now buddy system so that we're we're more collectivistic so if you're going to do it sometimes it's good to do it with someone that you know you right know? so, so it even makes for, it more fun yeah the more the more the merrier and right. um Basically, in including African Americans as instructors is important as well. Yes, 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 it is because I want to. It, it works both ways, though, because the student wants someone that looks like them teaching them and telling them about right. the topic, right? And then the instructor wants to teach the people who you know their own people of course so that's that's awesome yeah i I really like that one and so you know basically um most of the participants found it useful um the study also suggests once again that mindfulness may be a, a viable option for stress management and um future research it, it talked about how it might be also um, important to explore similarities and differences between mindfulness meditation and contemplative or centering prayer in African-American adults who are particularly interested in engaging in more Christian religion-based meditative practices. So once again, that's what I'm saying, just kind of being sensitive to uh, a particular culture's um, traditions. And um, I think that's important whenever you kind of shape a, a treatment. Yeah. In order, if you want to help that person, right, you're going you're going to shape it to benefit them in any any way that they need it. And I actually kind of I want to kind of end off on this point is um, I'm actually writing a paper on this mindfulness piece and how it can be helpful towards African American youth because one thing about impulsivity and the lack of self control, it's in this course where we're talking about the way people think and the way people act and impulsivity includes cognitive cognition. All right. And the lack of paying attention and then arousal, that's more of the emotional piece. So when you're like triggering and excited a lot, when you have lack of attention and you're triggered and excited a lot, then you kind of make risky choices. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And impulsivity yeah. is really connected with ADHD um, aggression, substance use, all these type of things, c- conduct disorder. And it's even um, increased when you throw in poverty, violence, stress, okay, low academics, a lot of what you see within the African-American community, unfortunately. Right. And so what mindfulness does is it increases intention and lowers arousal, which allows you to pay more attention and to show more emotional regulation, or in other words, better self-control. And I think it would be a great thing to start using more. And, and we're starting to see it more 
uh, I think it, it improves behaviors and academic achievement. So that's kind of what that paper's on. I kind of wanted to share that because the one thing that's good about mindfulness is that it's low cost. It's an alternative medication. And I know a lot of African-Americans are either sometimes some of the studies say they're non-compliant with medication because that isn't necessarily their thing or they, um, you know, have lack of access to healthcare professionals on top of barriers and stigmas to providers and mental health and all that type of thing. So mindfulness is a very health, healthy alternative, I believe. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a healthy alternative. And I think it's something that we should just all be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it should just be standard practice, not a form of treatment. I think that's something that will benefit ev- any and everybody. Right. So, I mean, I think, you know, we covered a lot of ground today, but I hope anybody listening, I feel like I hope you learned a little bit more about what it is. And if you want to learn more, like I said, we're going to, I'll probably be talking about it. Definitely check out the, like the social media handles at uh, skeleton underscore neuro. And I'll be putting out exercises and don't forget about the event, right? Come check that out. And uh, like I said, it'll be next month and we're actually going to be doing some mindfulness. So. And the skeleton report at YouTube. Skeleton report. Yeah. So for sure. Thanks for that. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Anything else? Anything else? Are we kind of. No, I had fun. I learned a lot. Okay. So cool. Well, yeah, we'll we'll check you out. Keep it locked. Have a great week. Um, and we'll catch you, we'll catch you on the next go around. Peace. You've been listening to the Skelton Report. Mark's passion is mental health, psychology, empowerment, and self-improvement. And his education and background prove that he's more than qualified to be speaking about these issues. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've picked up some useful information along the way as well. Find us now on Apple and Google Podcasts. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, hook up with Mark on Twitter and Instagram at Skelton underscore Neuro on Apple and Google podcast at the Skelton Report. To reach out with comments and questions, send an email to skeletonneuroscience at gmail.com. Check out the e-courses on Udemy by searching Mark N. Skelton and find the website at www.skeletonneurocounseling.com.